Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. As always, I have Elisa with me. Hello. Hello. Um, And I am Pam, and we are here chatting today about uh, creating a calm space in your mind, teaching our little ones all about visualization, why we want to use it, what circumstances we want to use it in, um, and really just building on creating that calm space for our little ones in their own minds. Yeah, the main reason why we use this is for nighttime bedtime challenges so when little ones are having a hard time falling asleep this is in particular great for neurodivergent children who might have a soaring mind um, at the end of the day but for for everybody this is a very good skill to acquire because when you are trying to settle your mind, whether that's if they have nightmares, we use it a lot for nightmares as well, mm-hmm. having nightmares or just not being able to settle, teaching them independent sleep if they are older, this can help tremendously. So this is definitely something that we can start younger ages. So two and a half, three, depending on the individual child, of course. But in the beginning, what we're doing is we're going into detail about our own calm space where we like to go off and kind of feel zen for a few minutes um if that's not something that you've done get get some little homework together for you and uh create that calm space so you can invite them in our little guys we can invite them into our calm space and help them really understand just the beginning pieces of what what does this actually mean so okay laying out okay so I'm at the ocean oh I like that okay so the, feel the sand and what does the sky look like so we're really helping them by bringing them into our visualization and then next step from there we're working on helping them create their own special place yeah now when you have a younger child if they haven't been to the ocean but the ocean is your happy place perhaps what you would do is not have not invite them into your ocean happy place because they won't really get as much out of it because they have never seen an ocean before they don't really know what it is or you could show them videos of what an ocean looks like let let them listen to the sounds of the ocean do some of that on the side research with them before you introduce ocean as being your special place or you can just create something that you know that they know what it is either way is totally fine but you just want them to know what this space is before you're then introducing it as your own special place or theirs just so that they have a better understanding of what it is to begin with yeah absolutely and most of the work that we do is daytime work we're not introducing this at night we're not introducing this in the middle of the night we're doing this during the day so that can even be some of that pre-work of hey let's do a little bit of chatting about oceans or maybe it's the rainforest or maybe it's a like regular forest or maybe it's wherever you can do that work during the day to really help um help them with that visualization exactly 
Okay, so when we're introducing that special place with our children, what we want to do is tell them a little bit about it, tell them why we do this, and then you start to incorporate them into your special place. So let's say we are using a beach as the special place. I would say to my children, sometimes when I'm feeling upset or when I'm feeling like I just need a few minutes to relax a little bit, to calm my body, I will think about a special place. And then I'll, you know, you can say to them, my special place is the beach. In my special place, there is this, this, this. So you're introducing the concept to them and you're letting them know when you would use it. And they learn things through our modeling. This is the the first step of our children learning anything is through us modeling what these things are. So whether it's, you know, modeling emotional regulation, modeling how to have conversations and communicate with people, modeling our special places, this is how they're learning that. So we can show them through specific times during the day when we would use this special place. So, you know, you can even, you can even say, oh, I'm feeling, so you introduce the concept and then you can say, a little bit later on, oh, I'm feeling really upset right now, or I'm feeling anxious about something. I'm going to sit down right now and I'm going to visualize my special place, or I'm going to go to my special place. And then you can say, remember, we talked about this. Where's my special place? The beach. And then you can say, on the be- on my beach, there's sand and the sun is shining and it's making the sand really warm when I put my feet down in it. And I really like the feeling when I squish my foot up, what it feels like when the sand is running through it. You can incorporate as much detail as possible into your special place. Now, of course, if your child is on the younger side, you might not have a whole lot of detail that the detail is something that you can build as they become older and older. Um, But at first, you know, maybe you're doing a little less, but as they grow, you're incorporating more and more detail. You can talk about scents, what it smells like in there. You can talk about birds chirping. You can talk about the sounds of your special place and what it feels like so that you are taking all of your senses and you're visualizing that and that can help really calm that body down and bring us into another place so that we're not thinking about that fear that we just had or that nightmare that they just had or perhaps if we're we have really heightened emotions at that moment especially for our older children that we're teaching about emotional regulation skills in that time we're visiting somewhere that is helping calm our nervous system so that we can then focus on not having as heightened feelings as we did a few minutes ago and I really like what you said about the modeling like this can be used when you're starting to lose patience waiting in line or your little one's starting to lose patience waiting in line and this can be used this can be used in front of them this can also be used when you're talking about it with them you know when during that connection time snuggle time before bed you're saying like hey I started to get really frustrated and this was a time that I used my special place was there a time during today that you used your special place that you just needed that minute to rebalance yourself Um, and this is also a great tool for helping them settle as Elisa said right it can really change 
calm the whole system down. So this can be a really great tool for helping them at bedtime as well, for helping them to fall asleep. You know, visualize your special place, calm your body, calm your thoughts. Um, where like, you know, and then you can ask again, depending on age, but my little guys, like I would be asking questions and, you know, um, what does the sand feel like? How do you think the sun is very bright? Are there lots of clouds? Just a couple of little questions to kind of get them going. But then from there, allowing them to kind of describe it. And then, then they're on their own kind of thinking about it on their own. You're just giving them those cues like, okay, think about your special place. Good night. I love you. And then out the door, ideally. Lately in my household, my seven-year-old is having a hard time shutting down at bedtime to go to sleep. He's got some things going on in his life that are just making it a little bit more challenging for him to settle. And so we've been doing a lot of this visualization. And so I will sit with him for a few minutes during our talk time. We'll do a little bit of his talk time that he wants to do and then we'll end it with a little bit of this visualization so that I can leave him on a calmer note and he really does you know he's not the child to sit still but he really does enjoy this visualization because I'll add you know I'll do a little bit of back rubbing as I'm taking a couple of minutes to do that little quick visualization and then I am speaking in a very calm voice and it's really been helping him kind of have that last couple of minutes of just settling down before he you know has to go to sleep or start working on going to sleep so I do this I still leave when he's like he's wide awake when I leave the room but it just helps him kind of just come down a couple of notches and really relax his body a little bit more before I leave the room. So it's a great thing to just have in your toolbox. And Pam and I are all about adding as many tools as we can to our own parenting toolbox, but then helping our families add these tools to their own toolboxes as well. 110%. That is exactly it. Like we are not always going to be around. So as many of these tools that we can offer our children, the better to be able to guide them through all of these challenges, whether we're around or not, they're going to have those tools to be able to rely on. So it is an awesome one. We do talk a lot about Uh, We actually, sorry, we do have a podcast about the talk time snuggle time. I think it's back like in the 20s episodes. Uh, So have a peek and listen to that one because that's a big piece that Elisa and I love is that special time right before bed. We do chat through some nightmares in another podcast using visualization mind over matter as well. So uh, if that is something, be sure to go back on those podcasts and listen. Yeah. Now, after you have invited them to your own special place, What you can do is you can start helping them build theirs now. As they've gotten a little bit older, perhaps you're seeing that they're really responding well to your special place. You can take it up a notch and you can start to help them visualize their own. So in this circumstance, you would get their input on it. So now they know what a special place is. They know what your special place is. You can ask them now, what would your special place look like if you had one? Would yours be at the park would yours be at the museum would yours be you know somewhere else and you can just ask for their input Um, you don't even have to ask them where theirs would be you can just wait for them to contribute fully to yours this really depends on your child they might need a little bit of prompting a little bit of help or 
your child might just take off with it and create their own visual space right away. So you can help them by getting their take on where they feel safe, where their special place is, where they have fun, but also then building it so that you are giving them some of those details. Like, what does your special place look like? Where is it? What does it have in it? How many, let's say it's the park, you have your special place is the park. Okay, what kind of play structure do you have in your park? Or is your park a running park? And then you get all those details so you can help them build that visual space. And through your prompting and through your help, they're going to be able to add more and more to their own as they get older. And again, you're just setting them up with this skill and with this wonderful thing that they can use this tool that they can use later on in life as they get older you would prompt them at the times that you feel like maybe they need to go and visit their special place but then as you start prompting them and as they grow you want to prompt them a little bit less so that they're starting to be able to take this tool and use it in their own lives. If we're always, you know, the ones who are really heavily involved in helping our children with these things, you know, when they're younger, absolutely. But as they get older, you want to give them little reminders, little prompts, but then you let them take, take it the rest of the way so that you're now phasing yourself out of the equation of, them needing you to help them a lot with this so that they are able to now use it in times that they need it throughout their life. Yeah, kind of like first step is like, you know, I'm going to help you and I'm going to remind you when you need it, or I'm going to offer you that, hey, buddy, do you think we need to take a little bit of time and do some visualization? And then it's going to be kind of reminding or just offering that next step is offering that quick little, hey, what do you think you might need right now? And then that third step is allowing them to know and start to understand when they need it. Um, I was going to also mention too, not everyone visualizes the same way. You may find if you have a, a really artsy child, if you have um, a child who really likes to draw, that could be something too. You could cut things out of magazines. Like you could create that calm space um, as an actual visualization on a paper that they could see if it's sand, if it's trees if it's um clouds and then that could even be a starting off point where now it's okay remember what's on your paper remember what you're trying to visualize yeah exactly and as you use that for that visual prompt for them to look at you can start to move out of that as they get older so that it's mm -hmm. something that they have all the time when they go with you know to to other places if they're going to their first sleepover and they're nervous about it well then they are going to have a little bit of this skill to be able to use it there there are so many different ways and reasons yes. that we would use this as always we hope that was super helpful we hope that you were able to take some of these tips and into implement them into your own lives with your own children we're always open to suggestions if you have any topics you'd love us to tackle please don't hesitate to reach out info at restfulparenting.com and we will add it to the list and be sure to check out restfulparenting.com to be able to connect with us for a free 15-minute consultation or if you need help with any sleep and parenting we have you covered we would love to be able to guide you through thanks thanks bye guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. 
if you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.